This is also a similar, last month we had the reading from Matthew. It was a very similar passage. And it was about a king who held a feast for his son. And what was it? It was the wedding feast. And then somebody there was standing on the side eating. And and the master said, how did you get in here? You have the wrong garment. And that goes in parallel with this passage from Luke. So today we're reading Luke. Now, what is this feast we're talking about? Well, you've heard it say me say it many times, and this is probably the most apropos time of all, and that is what we celebrate here in the Mass, because what is the Mass? The Mass is a foretaste of heaven. Just like a marriage is a foretaste here on earth of what you will experience in heaven in marriage to Christ the groom. Now, what is the purpose of marriage? Why why does God give us marriage? Why does it exist? Why was it given to us as a sacrament? No, it's not for convenience. It's not for helping you to pay the bills. It is the three objectives of marriage. One, to be open to life to be able to bring new life into the world, okay? A lot of people in the marriages cut off that that important and critical way. The other is unity, sharing in, uniting in the marital act. The renewal of the covenant shows a unity. And then third, the objective of marriage is get your spouse to heaven. Okay, you've heard me say this. God gives us this because it's a foretaste in heaven. And the marriage is right here in the mass, a foretaste of the wedding feast of the lamb. In fact, do you know the book of Revelation, which is not about the Antichrist, it's not about the the rapture, you've heard me say this, is actually mentioned in the book of Revelation, the wedding feast of the lamb. And the word apocalypse does not mean earthquakes and volcanoes. It means an unveiling, which we're unveiled here at the Mass. Heaven is unveiled to us here. Now, the problem and what the point of this passage is, how many people are invited to this feast, this wedding, and decide not to come? It talks about the example, I'm too busy. I've got to go inspect the land. I've got to go inspect the oxen. You know, what's interesting is we always think of the punishment of God, but this, par- this passage is not so much about the punishment we will receive from not coming. Did, did this king punish the people? Not in this passage. It's more about what we will miss. That is what hell is. Hell, surprisingly, is not so much about punishment Hell is more about what you will miss. And that is union with God. All hell is, is a separation from God for all eternity. Now, it seems like punishment, because when you're separated from your beloved, it's agonizing. And so we have to understand that so many times in our faith, we hear this, we don't let it sink in. The the story here, again, it's, 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 it's not about the punishment. It's about what we are missing. And, and, and so we have to be ready. 
And, um, and to be ready, you've got to have the proper wedding garment. You know, there's a Jewish parable that a king would give to the people a fresh, newly folded, pure linen wedding garment, dazzling white. And the parable said that the king would give this to all the people, rich, poor, um, healthy, lame, whatever it would be, they would all get this wedding garment, or this garment. I shall say for wedding garment, but this garment. Then at the end of their life, they had to give the garment back. And the wise gave the garment back pristine, white, clean, cleansed. The foolish gave it back soiled and dirty and um, just not in a good state. That is our soul. God gave you, you always hear me say, the wedding garment is our soul. God gave you your soul at the beginning of your life. At the end of your life, you will have to give it back. How will you give your soul back to God? Will you take care of it? Keep it clean? We, uh, Joe Parisi, one of our operators here that does all of our printing of our prayer cards and our rosary pamphlets, we have a, an old offset press that's decades old. It was only supposed to last about 20 years. This thing is way, way older than that. And the, the machine representatives from Man Corporation came in and they were taking pictures of it because they said they've never seen in their life a machine that they saw here at our Marion Helper Center so clean, so pristine, so spotless, so well kept, in such great condition that it looks like it's new. And it's 35 years old. It was supposed to be dead by 18 years old or 20 years old. It's 35 years old and looks brand new, runs like it's brand new. God will give you your soul. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to give it back to him, spotless, cleansed, or is it going to be soiled and dirtied? Well, there's two ways to clean it up. One, the stain that can be on your wedding garment, your soul, is sin. You clean that up in the confessional. The other stain that can be on your garment, your soul, is the punishment you owe for sins already forgiven. And that is wiped away on Divine Mercy Sunday. Divine Mercy Sunday, your soul will never be cleaner other than the original moment of your baptism, than the moment of your original baptism, than it is on Divine Mercy Sunday. Your soul can go through a washing and a cleansing like you've never had other than baptism. And so that's how you give your soul back to God clean. That's the whole meaning of Divine Mercy Sunday. And so what you do is you get to confession so that the, the stain of sin is wiped away. And then when you walk out of that confessional on Divine Mercy Sunday, if you do what Jesus said, go to confession and receive Holy Communion, not only is your stain of the sin gone, it's forgiven, but the punishment you are owed for it or the loving discipline of God is also wiped away. Your soul is spotless. Your garment is dazzling white. Do you know that Divine Mercy Sunday did not start with St. Faustina? 
Divine Mercy Sunday went way back in the church. In fact, St. Faustina told Jesus, why are you asking for this feast? We already have it. And he says, yes, we do, but nobody knows about it. So I want you to bring it back to the world. Guess what that Sunday was called? It was the Dominican, the Dominican tradition it was called the Sunday in white. The Sunday in white, Sunday of white, because it was when you got your soul, your garment completely cleansed, completely wiped clean. And so do not pass up this chance. Don't be like these guys in the gospel. They're too busy with everything else. How many times <clears throat> my own family do I, I, I meet and friends and, 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 and people who even come here. We have people that will drive 300 miles for our Thursday night healing mass. That's beautiful. But they won't even go to their own church a mile down the road for Sunday mass. The healing mass is beautiful, but it's not a day of obligation. Every Sunday is a day of obligation. You need to get to church. That's what these people are missing. God's inviting them to the wedding feast, which is the mass. And they're saying, I'm too busy. I got to go look at land. I got to go. I just got married. I got to go check, inspect the oxen. That's the, in, that's the mistake we make all the time. I'm too busy. Sunday rolls around. It's Sunday morning. Well, there's this movie I didn't finish watching last night. And then the football game begins at noon. And so I can't miss that. I'm a big a sports fan as anybody, but we can never let that take the place of what this feast is. Otherwise, the door's going to be slammed, the door's going to be locked. And then when later we too try to get in, our Lord's going to say, I don't know you because I kept inviting you over and over. Did you notice what this king does? He doesn't just say, come. He goes and sends people out to the hedgerows and the, and the rows and the uh, highways and the byways. <clears throat> this is a powerful message that God just doesn't say, hey, you know, if you're not doing anything, if you're not busy, why don't you come on in? He's seeking you out. That's why the image of divine mercy has the left-footed Jesus stepping forward on every image of divine mercy. God is seeking you out. He's sending people to come get you. Who are they? Those are your priests, your evangelizers. These are the church. The church is coming to get you. This is why we're saying, please come to Mass. Be one of the members who come to the feast. Don't let these other distractions keep you from the most important thing you could ever do in your life. Prepare for that wedding feast that is in eternity. You know, God has shown us over time that we can drop the ball. What did God do with bringing salvation to the world? Well, first, the chosen people were the Jews. And then when Christ fulfilled the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, he first came where? What does Jesus say in the scripture? I was first sent to the Jews. Did the Jews accept him? No. They were the first invited. They said no. So Jesus took it to the Gentiles. So the Gentiles around Palestine and around the, the Holy Land, they were then invited. That's where we get the first Christians. Some Jew converts, but many new Gentiles. 
Then the faith flourished and it spread to Europe. And then Europe embraced it for centuries. Then Europe lost it. They gave it away. They let things like Jansenism and other things creep in. So they did not continue to come to the feast. God took it away from them. Then he sent it to the new world. He says, you don't want it? I will take it where the people want it. He brought it to the natives of the new world. So it came to North America and South America, and they caught fire. The 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. And we started to lose our way. Now we're seeing God taking it away from us. Where is he taking it now? To Africa, to Asia. In fact, it's got to be taken underground in China. But these people are starving for it. They tell me in Africa, at our, our missions in Rwanda and Cameroon, that people will walk three hours to hear a three-hour homily. I get complaints when mine go over 10 minutes. And so these people are starving. They're starving, so God is give, feeding them. Why? Because in America now, we're too busy. We've got everything else to worry about. We've got all these appointments, and we've got all these things, and we're not coming to the Lamb, the wedding feast that he has made for us. And so please let this mission or this message ring true to your heart. And don't forget, today we're still in the octave of All Saints Day. And in the octave of All Saints Day, what do we do? We pray for the faithful departed. Why? These are the souls in purgatory being purified. What are they being purified of? Stains on their garment. Now the sins, the first stain has to be forgiven in the confessional. Purgatory is not for the forgiveness of sins. So you hopefully you got to confession or your loved ones before they died. Then the punishment due to sin has to be remitted. We can do it on this earth. If we don't do it on this earth, we do it after we die in purgatory. Praise be to God for purgatory a mercy. And these are the people that we know that were alive with us on this earth at one time, and they are now being purified. Please pray for them. So on these next eight days, November 1st through the 8th, visit a cemetery. The church teaches us that if you go to a cemetery between November 1st and November 8th, and you say pious prayers for the dead, you can do a St. Gertrude prayer, you can do a chaplet of divine mercy, you do that, and then you do the normal conditions, get to confession within 20 days. You pray for, or you go to communion once for every time you do an indulgence. You, third, you pray for the intentions of the Holy Father, and our Father, Hail Mary, and a glory be. And fourth, you work on no attachment to sin as best you can. And people, we had a retreat here this weekend, and we had great questions, and the people were saying, Father, I can't get to the cemetery where my mom died, and I want to do this for my mom. No, any cemetery. Another question we had, Father, I got about 30 people I need to do this for. I can't do all 30. Who do I pick? Well, very simple. You offer this indulgence for the soul you're most obligated to pray for. God will show you who that is. Even if he doesn't show you, he knows who it is. 
So you say, God, please, I offer this plenary indulgence for the soul I'm most obligated to pray for. And then you could also say, or for the soul in most need of your mercy. That way you don't have to worry. You do it, you give it to God, and that grace will be given to a soul in need. God can pick it. So this day, you got two days left, the 7th and 8th of November, get to the cemetery. We can't emphasize that enough. It's a beautiful tradition being lost in the church because those souls have dirty garments and those dirty garments are being washed. They're being purified. Praise be to God's mercy that you can help them. You can supply the detergent that helps purify that garment and makes it the Sunday in white, like Divine Mercy Sunday was called a thousand years ago. This is powerful. And we have the ability to help these souls. But don't forget to help yourself. Get to the wedding feast of the Lamb. This is the Mass. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.